Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelly, another interview. And this one's even more impressive than the last one. So Uh, excited to start this. (laughs) Live from HR Tech and the Plum Booth. I am very pleased that we actually, we have an upgrade. This is not the first time we have had this organization on the show, but well, this don't time... call it an upgrade. Poor Corey, jeez, jeez. I'm sure we won't tell Corey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, let's hope he won't listen to this, <laughs> or you you can edit that out, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. not keep it in. Okay. It's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am so pleased to bring to the show for the first time Pete Lamson, who is the CEO of Employ. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Let's start off with you. Can you give us a bit of a bio for our audience? How did you get into HR tech? And how did you come to start a company like Employ? So this is actually my second foray into HR technology. I ran a division for Monster back when Monster was the indeed of the day, if you will, from 2000 to 2004. And then I'll say lost my way from 2004 to 15 but came back to HR Tech in 2015. And at that time was running Jazz HR, which is a small business focused recruitment solution that is now a part of Employee. But we ran and grew that business, really focused on delighting small business customers and assisting them as they migrated typically from homegrown solutions into their first applicant tracking system. So did that for 2015 until 2021, at which point we partnered with K1 Investment Management and launched Employee. And we've been at it ever since. So I've been with Employee now for a little over two years, and it's been a really exciting journey for all of us who've been here, hopefully for our customers. And we're even more excited about where we go from here. 
I can certainly personally say that Jazz HR just has taken the market by storm. I think it is just a wonderful solution. So thank you for bringing that product to life. I can't claim to have started it or founded it. All the credit goes to a gentleman by the name of Don Charlton, who did a wonderful job building the foundation of that business. And then he and I partnered together to help it reach the heights that it did. But the nice thing is uh, those heights aren't done and we're still growing up from here. So, so appreciate the kind words. High five, Don. Yes, Don. <laughs> so you mentioned, obviously, the 2021 partner with K1, which basically brought Jobvite, Jazz HR, Next RPO all together. Then, was it last year you acquired Lever? How hard is it to integrate basically three ATS and RPO? I can't even imagine. And what about confusion in the market of all these different ATS? Like, how have you been able to manage that yeah, and create questions. one brand? The benefit that we are bringing to the market by bringing these solutions together as employee, although their legacy brands certainly remain intact, yeah, is that we have purpose-built solutions now for the markets in which we serve. So we have a small business solution that is Jazz HR, laser focused on, on solving the problems and needs and challenges for the small business market at a price point that's respectful of a small business budget. We now have a mid-market solution, which is Lever, and we have an enterprise-grade solution, which is Jobvite. So what this allows us to do is if a customer explores any of employee solutions, we have a purpose-built solution specifically for their needs. But then as their needs evolve and their business grows, they can stay with us. They don't have to leave employee. They can stay within our family of solutions. There's no re-implementation. There's no re-integration. It just stays within employees. So whatever our customers' needs are or evolve into, we've got them covered. And that speaks to the software side of the business. So it's that ability to service that customer journey over the life of their relationship with us. We also have an RPO business, which is the recruitment process outsourcing, which is a, another or a second really material differentiator for employee. And what this allows us is to offer actual recruiting services to our software customers. We've got about 21,000 customers today in our software business. We have the ability to offer all of them actual recruiters who need it. And so we can expand their solution suite as needed, um, anywhere from C-suite executive routine search hires to very high velocity hiring where turnover is always an issue. Therefore, they always need to be recruiting. Yeah. And we think that the combination of, of our three software solutions built for each market coupled with RPO services to help them with actual recruiting really differentiates us in the marketplace. And that's what we've been bringing together over the last few years. Uh, so to answer your question, is it difficult? Sure. But we're working with great people who are committed to our mission, committed to delighting customers. So it's a privilege to come to work every day. I like to buy your CTO a beer and get a real story <laughs> of three different ATS with different tech stacks and how he felt about that. The nice thing is it allows us to take a best of breed yeah. and offer it to all solutions. And I'll, and I'll give you an example. We were really fortunate in joining forces with Jobvite they have a really a, an, an industry-leading text recruiting solution. And so what we've done now is rather than build this text-based recruiting solution three times or two more times, yeah. we've taken the same solution, integrated it into Lever, integrated it into Jazz HR, and this is enabled through, through one text solution to service all three markets with an industry-leading solution. We're in the process of doing the same thing with our recruitment marketing 
solution as well, which also enterprise grade, mm-hmm. but bringing that to our mid-market solutions. So it, it gives us the ability to modulize all the different pieces of our solution that makes sense for that to happen with and, and bring that to customers where they need the most. Really good perspective. Appreciate that. Something I've always appreciated is just, just a little report called Recruiter Nation. Love it. Love it. As soon as it's off the press, other than this time, I have to admit, just because of the timing of the show, I've not had a chance to read it from cover to cover. Was there any findings in there, any little snippets that you can share with our audience that you found super interesting? And and maybe give a little background on how do you go about putting together something so enormous as Recruiter Nation? Right. So the Recruiter Nation is employees annual report where we are providing information that is shared with us by recruiters who we interact with every single day as a part of our 21,000 customers. So we talked to 1,200 recruiters across the entire market that we serve, SMB, mid-market enterprise, and really get their perspectives on how they see the recruitment industry and the recruitment market and labor markets today. And the results are not surprising in that they reflect the uncertain sort of confusing markets that we live in today. And a great data point last Friday, the latest unemployment numbers came out, 36,000 new jobs created. And you think, boy, that is fantastic. Mm. But if it's fantastic, why do we not feel that way? Right. Yeah. And if you peel the onion back a little further, 70% of those jobs came from either hospitality, healthcare, or government. And so if you take out 70% out of 336,000, that doesn't leave a whole lot for all the other verticals that we service. And that's a very typical driver of what our customers are experiencing. Like some other sort of interesting statistics. 30% of our recruiters say that their single biggest challenge is not having enough candidates. Mm. 25% say that their single biggest challenge is having too many candidates. And that really speaks to, in some industries, Customers are recruiting as fast as they can. Healthcare, education would be great examples of that. In other areas, it's a lot different than the landscape looked a year ago. Look at the tech industry, for example, and all the challenges there. So there's really been a vertical concentration of good times or bad times, depending on your point of view. So what do recruiters care about most right now? The most important thing that was agreed upon across the board was quality of candidate. So the kind of the big three were quality of candidate, quantity of candidate flow and speed to hire. These were the top three things. And so no big surprise. This is frankly, selfishly great insights for us because, okay, what are we solving for? How can we best delight our customers? Let's say make certain our solutions do those three things. A lot of interest in AI, as well as you might expect is the buzzword du jour. I think we might get to that a little bit later in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'll hold those thoughts Mm -hmm. there. But overall, I think the industry feels bullish but they're looking for ways that we can do things better as an industry. If you look at the last few years when it was just hire as fast as you possibly can because hiring is brutal everywhere in this post-COVID world. 2023, it's a little bit different, uh, slowed down a bit except for a few different industries. And it's giving us all time to take a breath and say, okay, this frenetic pace we're on, can we do things better now? And I think that's probably good for all of us because certainly we're doing that at employee as well. One of the things that I did see, and I'm glad you mentioned, is basically the quality and the quantity. But I think you just described two different labor markets is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a labor market that 
can't hire enough. And then we're seeing a labor market that there's no needs. Do you foresee this changing? Because I'm not seeing an end to labor shortage. Like I'm talking hospitality, a lot of the say frontline type roles. I don't foresee that changing, but what's your insights? Yeah, you interestingly, to your point, um, candidate flow across all markets is up about 50% year over year, five zero, which is remarkable. But it makes sense when you've had the number of, okay. kind of folks that have, have lost jobs. Yeah. That's going to ease up some of the just the really tight markets that we've been competing in, in the past for talent. But to your point, I think 2024 is going to remain a difficult year for yeah. hiring. Yeah. I think some of the different verticals we may see a slowing in the pace they're on right now because they've had a chance to catch up post-COVID. Yeah. Certainly hospitality would be that way. I think government is also getting that way. These are the two of the biggest areas of hiring in last week's report, but I think that's going to plateau. When a hospitality and government are competing with other industries, in some cases that can offer higher pay and, different, and differentiates them that way, it can be difficult for those industries to hire. But I think they've pretty much caught up now. But this is another year of tight labor markets this blip that we're in right now where it's perhaps softened a bit, I do think it's a blip because the long-term BLS trends, looking out as far as 2030, which as far yeah. as BLS projections go, suggest that the the labor force is going to remain smaller than the number of open jobs. So I think we're in for a long haul on it being a, a challenging environment to hire talent in and to find quality talent in particular, which some ways is good for all of us, right? This is why we're here is to help solve that problem. So... Glasses half full. Exactly. So I want to move to something slightly different. At being here at the conference, I can't even count how many times I have heard AI. It is the buzzword this year or the buzz term this year. What are your thoughts of AI in our space and how is employee approaching it? Great questions. I mean, AI isn't an industry. AI is every industry. Yeah. It's cliche to say this, but it's going to transform all walks of life. As exciting as that is, it's important to remember that AI isn't a thing unto itself. AI needs to be used to solve business problems or address business yeah. opportunities. And in that sense, it's no different than any other technology. It's different in the possibilities and the speed to solution and the magnitude of solutions are perhaps greater than some others. But to focus AI on ensuring that we're solving specific business problems or addressing specific business opportunities versus I have to go get some AI in my tech stack. What's the purpose of doing that? Because you can spend a lot of dollars and waste a lot of time without a clear focus on your AI strategy. Here we are at the biggest conference in the world. There's probably a hundred AI vendors here and HR professionals already have way too many integrations and tech solutions that they subscribe to every single month, every single year. So you're going to add another, however many more, be careful. Make sure you're solving a problem because not only is there the cost of whatever you're paying that vendor, but there's ongoing maintenance costs, there's integration costs, there are compliance costs that can be soft costs for making sure your employees are being careful of how they're using this because there's a dark side to AI, as we all know. So ensuring that, that you're solving a real problem would be the first thing to think about. I would say the second thing is there's been an explosion of investment in AI, which has led to a lot of startup businesses. And many of those businesses will go on to great heights or they'll get acquired and rolled into larger solutions. And that's one way HR professionals can go. The other is to look for existing platform providers. And are those platform providers, including AI, integrated in their solutions in a way that might not necessitate an additional integration, additional maintenance, all the things we just talked about. Uh, and what typically happens when you have 
technology kind of advancements like this is the smaller players will be nimble. They'll be faster. They may have initially better sort of point solutions, but over time, they're going to make their way into platforms and those Mm. platforms will be equally compelling, which is not to say that the platforms are not investing and innovating themselves. At a high level, that's how I would think about it with respect to TA, specifically to employ. This is certainly something that we are really focused on in a number of parts of our business, but I think we could broadly categorize those in terms of two areas. One would be the technology used to innovate and expand and improve the solutions we're offering today, whether that's in candidate sourcing, certainly is right for that, or resume parsing where you can get more into intent versus keyword searches and get to choosing yeah. that higher quality candidate. You know, again, tie it back to business yeah. objectives. Customers want higher quality. AI can help with that. And then the second bucket would be process efficiency. So for example, job descriptions, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the history of I need a job description for whatever the job is, and I'm going to do a Google search, yeah. print out 10, and then cobble together the little bits of each one with the one that works for me. And it We've takes all me two done hours. that. Totally. <laughs> and, and now it should be like, here's what I want. I need this yeah. and this. Press a button, and five seconds later, you've got a job description as that's a great starting point that you can go edit. So there's areas of efficiency like that, or candidate communications, or candidate experience that are gonna be more operationally beneficial. Those are the two frameworks that we're thinking about, some areas that we are working on right now to create a better customer experience. You kind of alluded it to earlier, there's just a lot of noise in this space. So imagine you're a practitioner, you're a talent acquisition leader, manager, and you're looking for new ATS, you're looking for new HR tech. What's your advice to that practitioner or that leader that's looking to buy new ATS or new HR tech solution? Where should they start? Where should they go with it? Yeah, I would start by being very clear on your business objectives. Like, what are the goals that we're trying to solve for? Yeah. Whether it's volume and speed to hire, or we're looking to break into a new industry, improved conversion rate from application to onboarded new employee. There's a number of things that can all be important to different TA professionals. And then find the solution that matches your needs. So there are no shortage of vendors out there that'll be delighted to tell you and show <laughs> you how their solution uh, is the best thing ever. But be clear on what you're solving for, right? And make sure yeah. they have your needs in mind. And then secondly, what is their future vision? What's coming from them soon? Does that align with where your business is headed? And being a little bit forward thinking that, that way, because where your business is today isn't necessarily where it might be yeah. in, in a year or two. And changing vendors is a material switching cost. And to not have to rip and replace if you can avoid it is a good thing. You don't want to get too far ahead of where you are in vendor selection, but maybe being a little bit forward thinking is helpful as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things that we see all the time coming into companies that have an ATS and they want to switch, but they're only leveraging 10 to 15% of what that ATS actually does. Do you see that the full capacity of what you're offering is not being used or not fully implemented? I think think that's every software company. We're no different, right? And we all solve or try and solve for this in different ways. It's like how we use our phones. I know what I use my phone for. I have no doubt there's 50% more that it could do for me that I don't even know about. ATSs and other recruiting yeah. solutions, recruitment marketing, internal mobility, DE&I, all, the same thing for all of these. Your account manager or whoever you interface, ask them. And if they're doing the job, they should be happy to tell you. For example, you brought up our Jazz HR business. We have a thing called Jazz HR Academy yeah. where customers can come in just once a week, show up to a one-hour webinar, and we show them all the functionality that they might not be using. 
We have videos, like little snack-sized two-minute videos on different pieces of functionality. But that's an ongoing challenge, and it's the job of our marketing teams and our account managers to ensure that our customers get the full benefit of our solution, because as you pointed out, happy customers means they're going to stick with us. That's what we want. That's what they want. They want to be happy. Yeah. So it's really incumbent upon the vendor, or or us in this case, to ensure that they're aware of the, the full solution suite that we have to offer. No one wants to switch ATS no. if they don't have to. So I completely agree. Pete, this was amazing. Great insights. Thank you. Really love what Fun you guys are doing. Recruiter Nation Report. Everyone, please go download it. It's great. Obviously, check them out for an ATS. Pete, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? And what's the best way to take a look at your offerings? I'm assuming it's employee.com. Inc.com. Employeeinc.com. Thank you. Or any of our brands, Jazz HR, Leverage, Jobvite, Next Thing RPO. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can find me on LinkedIn. Pete, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it. Texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And Mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, This is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters. So you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rec.com. TXT.com. Mention the recruitment flex and get 10% off annual plans. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.